0: welcome to the mbg podcast let's fire everybody
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode number nine of the Message Board of Geniuses podcast. This is Hoos, and with me, as always, Casey and MBG. How are we doing tonight, guys? Fantastic. Every week, man. I love it. How about you, MBG?
0: Oh, holy cow. I'm so good right now.
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was such a wholesome response, man. I love that. All right, so the regular season is over. Went by super fast as always. Casey, you guys boat raced UNC in that ACC championship game. What do you guys have going on bowl wise?
2: We're going to the Orange Bowl against Tennessee in the battle for whoever Jane Beamer beat the last two weeks. So it'll be a good time.
1: That might be a uh, a harbinger of things to come later in the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Casey, I you take your temperature on a couple things. I saw a couple Clemson posts while we we're talking about Clemson. I'm going to read them. I want you to tell me if this is you or not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> New segment on the show.
0: <laughs> this guy says, "I wish I could kick Dabo right in the balls." We had the team to win it all this season. DJ just brought the whole team down. Everyone's seen how the team played when Cade was a QB. We would be clicking right now. Is that you, Casey?
2: It is not, despite popular belief. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. But it did come out, not to get serious, it did come out that Cade wasn't getting any first-team reps and practices since week two. He let it slip in the interview. So you never know, but uh, it's fine. So There's another like conspiracy. Of... I don't know if you saw this one or if you have, have it, it that – uh, Dabo didn't think this team was good enough to go to the playoffs, so that's why he started DJ all year.
1: The self sabotage.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, because <laughs> that makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay, so if that one's not you, tell me if this one is you. <laughs> Clemson destroys Georgia in the first round with Cade in a month of rest, but sadly, it won't happen. Would Clemson destroy Georgia with Cade Klubnik in one month to prepare?
2: No doubt. <laughs> That was the only right answer. How'd you? How'd you find me?
0: (laughs) Lake Hartwell, Pigskin is the is the board name.
2: I mean, nobody can prove Uh, that you're wrong, right? (laughs) So I'm big on hypotheticals too. Love them, love them, because there's so much you can prove, you know. And so DJ's in the portal, right? Did I see that today? He is, and I thought I swore I saw something that he was going to be heading to you, who's but. Uh, everything that I've been reading since says, doesn't say Virginia involved, but
1: I saw UCLA maybe. I think I may have seen a, a couple other schools. Yeah, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's coming to UVA, but I hope I he lands somewhere and has a great year next year. I mean, I, yeah. I think you guys need to move on, but I I, I like DJ. Um, it was a
2: perfect, perfect scenario Saturday. Yeah. It really was. So,
1: yeah. And so, MBG, you guys are going bowling, but not to Boise.
0: Yeah, right? I hope you. I hope you bought refundable tickets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, my family is so bummed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're going to go to Dallas to the first responders bowl. So see if you can change your tickets. Uh, watch a big game against Memphis.
1: Do you think it's you'll go? Of- that's that's somewhere close to you, right?
0: I might see if I can head over. Check it out. I'll probably be there. That's cool.
2: Who's, nope. just in case you were worried it is East Mich- eastern Michigan at San Jose State so I mean that is a marquee bold matchup for you to watch with the kids I'm sure I'm sure yeah. your 14 year olds are gonna really enjoy directional Michigan
1: yeah my yeah. kids are big eastern Michigan fans so yeah.
0: keep those tickets plus <laughs> <laughs> it should be
1: I just want to hang out in Boise anyway I, I'm sure we'll have a great time
0: <laughs> well maybe <laughs>
1: All right. So that brings us to our next segment. Genius of the week. As always, each one of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, mascot, conference, someone who did something particularly dumb this week. And then we'll take a vote and
2: see whose nominee wins.
1: So, MBG, or no, Casey, you want to start us off this week?
2: Yeah. You know, reigning champ. I'll, I'll go first this week. We That's right. You're
1: on a streak, man.
2: I don't think I'm going to go back to back here, but. My genius of the week this week is the Colorado athletic director and really the athletic department. I don't know if you've heard this guys, but Deion Sanders, he apparently was a former NFL player is now the head coach at Colorado. And when asked in a little interview, a a local interview about how they were coming up with the money to pay Deion Sanders, he said, we don't have the money yet, but we'll come up with the money. So hats off to both Deion Sanders and the University of Colorado just took a handshake deal and you know they're going to figure it out later on. It's yeah, great. I had no idea you could hire a coach on layaway. I thought that was kind of cool that they're <laughs>
1: uh, I mean it is Christmas or you know it's the holidays so everybody's you know tightening their belts a little bit so you can uh you know spend all that money so they'll just cross their fingers and, and hope the donations come rolling in. That's it.
0: Texas A&M fans got some some ideas now. All of a sudden, it's <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like gift certificates. Does that work? <laughs> all uh, right,
1: MBG, who you got this week?
0: Okay, this week my geniuses of the week are Oklahoma fans. You would think since Oklahoma had the week off that they wouldn't embarrass themselves, but they did, <laughs> and. They just can't. We talked about it last week that it was the year anniversary of Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma, and they still haven't gotten over it. I was monitoring their board during the USC-Utah game, and when USC got out to that big lead, now you would think that Oklahoma was playing and losing. They were melting down because because USC was winning. And then once uh, Utah kind of started to take control of the game, they were celebrating. And at some point in the game, uh, Caleb Williams came up with, I think, a hamstring injury. So once once he got injured, there were some posts. And I couldn't, I really couldn't, can't use all the posts. Most of the posts contained language that's not fit for this program. The ones that I do have here that I'm going to read, I'm going to uh, substitute some of my own fun words For example, this guy, Dan, with about six N's, says, The poor pansy is hurt. LMAO. What a pansy. Caleb Williams' mother effer limps some Skinamax-level acting. Ain't my fault. (laughs) Type of stuff. (laughs) This little beach is limping his butt off on the sideline now. I bet the toe sucker chipped some of the paint on his fingernails after this gaping. Just going on and on celebrating Caleb Williams' injury seems like after a year or so, they should be able to get over this, but they didn't. So for that, they're my geniuses of the week.
1: I like trying to figure out which words you're inserting and which ones were real. That's, I need uh, to be
0: better at that, don't I? I need to come was, up with some better alternative swear words. I'll work get, on that.
1: Yeah, we got to get Casey using some sound effects. We'll get you like a soundboard <laughs> or something to, uh, to insert for those. All right, so... My genius of the week is whoever runs the Auburn football Twitter account. Uh, We talked about last week, Auburn jumped in the sewer and hired Hugh Freeze as their new head coach. And today they posted a tweet uh, that said committed to each other for Auburn, along with a picture of Freeze. And then the tweet also included a quote about commitment from Freeze, which says, when your commitment to something is greater than your feelings, that's when you really get the results. So Auburn is all in on this commitment theme with Hugh Freeze, for a coach who was, if I recall correctly, fired for calling sex workers on his work phone while married,
2: and okay, has absolutely. never been to a
1: school for more than five years. So, you know, that's 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 who you would have put on the face of commitment uh, out to the community. So for that, what's your you know,
2: definition of-, of commitment, though? <laughs>
0: In the world of college football, commitment lasts about a year, so <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs>
2: he's been there five minutes and he's talking about commitment. That really right. makes sense. And I he just the-
0: left. Yeah, he
1: just left his old school, right? Yeah. Like under contract. They just—I mean, he signed a new contract. What earlier this year, right? With Liberty, didn't he? You yeah. uh, yeah. phrase is all about commitment, baby.
0: That reminds me of the office when Dwight Schrute says that he wants to go somewhere where they value loyalty the most.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm all in on comparing Hugh Freeze to Dwight Schrute. By the way, that's awesome. <laughs> all right. So last last week we weren't able to to come to an agreement. Who do you guys have this week? I'm voting for Oklahoma fans, to be honest with you. I, I, the fact. Well, first of all, I just like hearing Oklahoma and genius in the same sentence. But more importantly, the fact that they're still so butthurt about Lincoln Riley is never gonna not make me laugh. So that's my vote.
2: Uh, I got vote one for
0: myself. One, one and <laughs> Riley.
2: So it doesn't matter what smart. you say, Casey. <laughs> yeah, then I'm then I'm voting for whose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, first split decision. Or second, I guess. Right. We'll ask Joy later what she thinks. And maybe maybe it's a tie this week. We'll see. Macy just likes the chaos. That's what it is. <laughs> All
1: right. Before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. All right. So MBG, what do you have for us this week?
0: Well, first post I have is from a Michigan State board. And Michigan State, on their boards, they've been monitoring Michigan very closely. And I don't know how well you guys have paid attention to Michigan football, specifically their performances in the second half of the season. But just to kind of set this this post up, apparently going into last week, into the Big Ten championship game, Michigan had a 186-point scoring margin in the third and fourth quarters. And that was not only first in the country, but it's more than 124 teams' total scoring margins this season. So they're just destroying teams in the second half, which this Michigan State fan apparently finds to be a little bit fishy. This is what his post says. This is a guy named Michael J. Brazil on Spartans Illustrated. He says, this is his theory as to why this happens. He says, well, Lance Armstrong did it by doping during their scheduled breaks and vastly outperforming all competitors. Armstrong did it for a few years before they figured it out. Different groups of chemicals can be used, and they can even be put into into creams that you rub into the skin. Blood products can also be used. Maybe someone should inquire that the Big Ten consider testing them after the games, due to the overwhelming and lopsided advantage they have every second hand. So this This, guy thinks that they're going the Lance Armstrong route.
2: I think this guy has a subscription to three-year Letterman on Twitter and just subscribes to his way of coaching. Because outside of that, outside of that...
1: I mean, there are certain hills that you can take 30 to 60 minutes before engaging in physical activity, but I, I don't think <laughs> those are the pills that you want to take before playing football. So, uh,
0: <laughs> no,
1: I, I'm not sure steroids work that way. You're fact, talking about now. pre-workout, right? <laughs> yes, it's like by creatine. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't imagine walking in a locker room and have them all injecting each other with blood. Uh, that's been sitting in the freezer. Uh, <laughs> I think they'd probably need a little more than the half-hour, halftime break to be infusing each other with blood, which I think is what Lance Armstrong was doing, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, he was doing everything, man. Yeah. You name it. This was a nice throwback to the like the steroid area in baseball, though, right? Like I hadn't heard about the cream. It was like the cream in the clear. Is that what they used to talk about with bonds all the time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't heard about those in a while. So I really
2: enjoy the fact that rival teams can get together and come up with the most outlandish stuff to to uh, complain about their rival about. I mean, this is, this is fantastic.
0: But what's more fantastic about it is that apparently he just thinks that they're doing it at halftime instead of just doing it at the beginning of the game. (laughs) Right. Right? It's like
1: very fast acting. Like Michigan goes
0: out and like, Hey, let's see if we can just win straight up this week. And then, You know, it's not going so hot in the first half, so then they just resort back to the steroids or the um right. the dope at halftime. They're like, oh, crap, we can't win this one straight up. We're going to have to get the dope back. Which apparently they did in the Big 12, Big 10 championship, too, because I think they outscored Purdue like 29-9 to 9 in the second half of that game, Yeah, too, they did the same so. thing
1: to Ohio State, too, didn't they? Wasn't that game was pretty close for a while, didn't they? And, and Penn Rutgers. State. Penn State, and too, I remember it close, State. Yeah. I mean, it get. Yeah. I'm just spitballing here. It could be that they're just good and they wear teams down, but oh. but it's
0: probably steroids. Mm, no, it's most likely steroids, I think. And then you know, I don't know if they're going to need those against TCU or not, but I guarantee they're going to have a fridge full of blood.
2: <laughs> just, in case. just in case. I mean, mm-hmm. if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Keep doing what you're doing.
0: Well, yeah, you can't stop now. I would recommend if they if they end up playing Georgia in the national championship game, they might have just might want to just shoot up right before the game. Uh, well, I and effect, is, right,
1: I yeah. mean, you you cycle like that, right?
0: You, you oh, you need do. a full games worth of steroids for sure. <laughs> I think I don't think they beat Georgia straight up or just half, a half a game of steroids. I think it's got to be f- full on steroids. Also, Saturday. Uh, did you guys watch the USC-Utah game? I guess that was Friday night. Not yeah,
1: Friday. Was Friday. Yeah. yeah, that game turned quick.
0: Yeah, we kind of talked about Oklahoma fans and uh, their emotions for that game. USC uh, <laughs> USC fans also struggled with their emotions after that game, after kind of getting just rolled in the second half. I mean, Utah might have been taking steroids at halftime, too, because <laughs> Utah scored, what, 30 points in the second half? It was ugly. And so the steroids kind of reared their ugly head there in the second half. Obviously, USC fans couldn't just take it. They were a little bit upset after the game. And a poster on their board, W. Farron, he said about Utah, the worst display of sportsmanship in the history of college football. Before I read this, I don't know if you remember, but Caleb Williams just was just getting destroyed in the second half. It seemed like Utah was blitzing every play and he was just running for his life back there the whole the whole second half, which this USC fan didn't like. That's kind of what prompted this. He says, "That was a disgusting display of dirty cheap playground tactics by the Utah Utes in a deliberate attempt to injure as many Trojans as possible, especially Caleb Williams." It brings to mind the New Orleans Saints defense that were paid bounty to injure and maim (laughs) opposing players. I have never seen an opposing team with a 20-point lead blitz an injured quarterback with four minutes remaining. Heck, they blitzed every play as the clock wound down. I piss on Kyle Whittingham and the Utah Utes football team. I understand now why really bad things happen to people who play for dirty Kyle Whittingham. They have bad karma which I'm not sure about that last paragraph. That seems a little bit uncalled for, knowing the history of the Utah program over the last year. But I yeah, got kicked...
1: Yeah, well, give us give us some more on that, MBG, because I know you're a well, big fan of Utah, right?
0: Well, look, I share disdain for the Utah Utes. Not so much Kyle Whittingham, because I don't think that he's a dirty coach. But over the last couple of years, they've had a couple of tragedies in the program. And I hope that's not what he's referring to there in that second that That's where current. my
2: mind went to. Oh. Yeah, I did yeah. not even think about that.
0: Yeah, they had two players last year um, who who passed away. It's like
2: the same weekend, too. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, they're both, I think they're both friends as well and separate incidents. So I hope I'm going to give this USC fan the benefit of the doubt. But to be honest, I don't know any other bad things that ever happened to any players that played for Kyle Whittingham. He's a pretty. He's a pretty classy guy.
2: Um, I think if you watch the first half of this game, and again, not to get too deep into X's and O's here, USC was kind of running up and down the field. Utah was kind of running up and down the field, and an adjustment had to be made. So what did Utah defensive coordinator do? He started blitzing, sending an extra man, then they could block. And you know what? Spoiler alert, it worked.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they expected. I don't know what this guy expected Utah to do. Just sit back and say, Oh, well, Caleb Williams is hurt, so let's let's ease up on him.
1: Right. The best quarterback in the in college football. Let's just let him sit, get comfortable in the pocket and chuck the yeah. ball downfield. Right. Yeah.
2: Absolutely pick us apart like he did in the first half.
1: I mean, my main comment on this is I that's not bad sportsmanship. Like if you want to see bad sportsmanship, come watch my son boat race me in Madden when he's up by four touchdowns. <laughs> chucking the ball deep and doing celebration runs for the last 25 yards into the end zone and like, and giggling the whole time. And I'm just trying not to throw my controller across the room. That's the, you know, this is nothing as far as I'm concerned.
0: This USC fan was definitely throwing his controller at some point. Probably turning off the game in the middle uh, for sure.
2: There's always that one guy that, that argues that their team is running up the score. But I've never seen, like, stop blitzing guy. I've never seen that guy. I the don't care things, what the score
1: is. Yeah, and if you're USC, there are also a couple of things you can do if you think the game's out of hand. You don't want Cale Williams to get hurt. One of, what? one of which would be take him out of the game or just run don't the ball.
2: You, don't just you, run you run dare blame it. your own coaches. Yeah,
1: I mean, or, <laughs> shoot maybe you stop throwing the ball with your injured quarterback.
0: Like you say, just run the ball, hand it off, bring it back backup quarterback. Give Utah and a little a signal that, hey, block. we're – let Utah know you're conceding the game pretty much, but uh, yeah, yeah I don't know.
1: Casey said pick up the damn blitz. I mean, that's the only <laughs> thing you can do, right? <laughs>
0: well, that would have been the easiest thing to do, but right. I mean, it's way too I'm, common sense. I know if think get outside before.
1: the box on that one, but that, that might have worked.
0: Yeah, you got you, all those Utah guys, probably filled with roid rage coming after you, <laughs> yeah. that, that, not much you can do there. So I thought that I thought that was funny watching him throw a bit of a temper tantrum there trying to blame Utah for being cheap for basically. You just think Whittingham called Marbaugh
2: and said, how are you guys doing it? Like at halftime, he made yeah. the phone call.
0: Probably. I mean, there's probably some communication there. Yeah.
2: And I had to look up Whittingham's
1: picture because my first thought was uh, maybe he was just jealous of Lincoln's fancy L.A. hair plugs that he got. But Whittingham seems to be rocking a full head of hair. So, That's- you know. Yeah, he's got a little, little flow going, too. He does have some flow, man. It's impressive.
0: Yeah, I want to say he's like in his mid-60s, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he a he's, look. he's doing well. He's yeah, been he, he has been. Yep. He's a good guy, too. I. He's not the kind of guy that would do that kind of stuff, and that's coming from a guy that hates the Utes, so um, take it to the bank.
1: <laughs> All right, what else we got, MBG?
0: Well, Casey, your friend's from in the state of South Carolina. I know you the Clemson Tigers are going to be playing Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. And you know what Clemson and Tennessee have in common?
2: They both wear orange.
0: Yep. <laughs> and they're in the Orange Bowl. That is absolutely true.
2: There might be one a- other thing.
0: There's one other thing they have in common, which was they both lost to the Gamecocks. And so the Gamecock fans on their message board have the silliest plan that you can ever think of in store. They have decided that they are going to all pitch their money together. And I'll read the idea here. This is from a guy named USC Booney. They're going to pitch their money together. And he says, if Clemson plays Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, I'm rent, I'm renting a plane pulling an image of Shane Beamer throughout the game. Any other suggestions for verbiage would be appreciated. A little bit later, he this guy actually shares plans. He's researched this. He says the banner will fly all over the area for three hours prior to sunset, which is about 530. The cost is $2,055 plus $800 for an image. I've started a GoFundMe. He's got a link there, um, but this is the first time I've ever done it. If people want to help me get this done, PM me, and then some people give some ideas um, of what that sign could say. Now, I would give them probably an A for creativity and their ideas for the signage, which I'll read to you, I would probably give them an F. One guy (laughs) says, I would put, Kiss Beamer's asterisk, 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 you sorry sacks of orange crap, but I would understand it if that didn't get a bunch of votes. Another guy says, Just put, Enjoy your bowl game. Love, Shane Beamer. Another guy says, weren't you glad you aren't playing South Carolina or aren't you glad you aren't playing South Carolina hashtag Beamer bowl.
1: That is, that is offensively bad, right? I mean, if
0: you're going to you spend 2000, almost 3000 bucks. And you, what you want to write on there is, aren't you glad you aren't playing South Carolina? Well, it, it, here's
1: the other part that I think is brilliant is, uh, I don't know if they've thought this through, but the bowl game is at eight and the plane would stop flying at sunset which you guys says is 5:30. So they're going to pay $3,000 to have a plane fly around an empty stadium for 3 hours. <laughs> so for what? Like I,
2: mean,
0: I don't know. Do, do you guys for think that they are going to $2,055 gonna...
2: right. for what?
0: Okay, would you guys donate to this? 100%. <laughs> All right, well, I just pulled up the GoFundMe. Their goal was thousand $2, fifty-five dollars. Do you think they've reached their goal? This was yeah. as of today. Yeah. I, I'm,
1: I'm gonna say yeah. yeah. Not a chance.
0: Casey, you're wrong. They have got fifty-four donors and they have met their goal of two thousand fifty-five dollars. <laughs> they've got it, and so I'm guessing this is gonna happen.
2: I, I God love them, myth. <laughs> well, I'm going to be there, so I'll report back.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right.
2: Your pictures, man.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you could fly a plane near a stadium, but apparently you can. And... Well, maybe when
1: it's empty. They the FAA rules are not as stringent. <laughs> no one is going to be there to see it.
0: And they're they've got the silliest of signs.
2: I can't wait to see which one it is. I hope it's the orange one.
0: <laughs> but but I be
2: angry. It's so dumb.
0: <laughs> but my question is why.
2: If you're you have to understand someone
0: in a bowl game and you are trolling like your opponent, but you're not even in the game.
1: Yeah, I think it's, they played the same game. I don't day. understand.
0: Isn't there a bowl it's, game?
2: It's, at- there's two games that day, they play yeah. earlier, and then Clemson and Tennessee play that night.
0: Yeah, So, so answer me why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know if,
2: I don't know if you know this about our feathered friends in the Midlands. First of all, it's not Game it's Wieners. There's children listening. <laughs> this is a family show, it's the game wieners. And that's much more, much more uh, on, on par for our show. But they don't really they don't really win a lot. So when they do and beat two relatively good teams. They come up with these really weird, outlandish ideas and then find money to back it. It's it's absolutely astounding. They average thirty-eight dollars a donation here. Fifty-four donors, two thousand fifty-five bucks. Thirty-eight
0: bucks. Good for that? Like I can I can just picture all the Clemson and Tennessee fans they are just kind of shaking their fists at this <laughs> guy Oh, you blasted gamecocks. You got us again. <laughs> Like I guess well, I just don't also, understand. I don't get okay, it. I'm
1: thinking this is going to seem like not as good of an idea to them if they lose their game that afternoon, right? And then I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to be as like quite as effective if they lose in their eight and five, and then they're trying to troll, uh, you know, two ten and two teams who are playing at a better bowl game.
2: But I'm pretty sure they're happy with just the, they're so used to not winning that they're just much more happy to to troll because.
1: Other teams to be as miserable. Is that?
0: Yeah. Fair? Yeah.
2: misery loves company. You know? yeah, I can I I understand that.
0: <laughs> That's certainly going to put a damper on your experience down there, Casey. Uh,
2: if I see that sign, it's going to ruin my whole night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So I think that brings us to our weekly dose of joy with Joy Daily. How you doing tonight, Joy?
3: Oh, I'm thriving out here. How
0: are y'all? Doing all right. Oh, joy's going to bring the heat.
1: I can feel it. Yeah, do you have uh, you have a post for us this week, Joy?
0: Oh, do I?
3: <laughs> do I? Let's just get into it. So we all know my least favorite fan base. It's not a secret. It's Texas a and
2: What? I know.
3: We're talking. You no know? talking, right? This post is actually not going to be about Jimbo Fisher, believe it or not. So this post was written by CS Native Zero Nine, which I I ever find out who this person really is. It's not going to be great. And he posted and said, I love this site and love the dudes y'all have that give insight on the radio and videos. With that said, never, ever, ever again bring on an opposing fan during the post-game wrap. I don't care if y'all are friends. You need to be enemies with the opposition on game day. I was sick to my stomach when Looch brought in that ditzy, blonde, LSU, cousin-lover fan after our biggest win of the season. And that's not even the worst part. This is the worst part. While I'm at it, stop with all the female football commentators. I watch football to get away from my three girls and wife for three hours a week. 99% of your listeners are middle-aged straight men. We don't want to hear female opinions on a man's game. The college girls that stumble over their words, give quick Aggie sports updates, and act all nervous on air are fine. I'm talking about the females that attempt to give opinions on football. Y'all can do much much better.
0: Whew. I was That's almost heavy. scared to, I was almost scared to post this when I found it because I didn't know what sort of reaction I would get.
3: I'm just saying I bet his wife and daughters are really happy that he watches football for those 3 hours on a Saturday to get away from his misogynistic attitude.
2: I'm surprised he has a wife and 3 daughters.
1: Also, well, he's, he's got to have somebody to order to go make him a sandwich during the game. So, you know, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that happens every single game. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> you think just got his
2: friends. I mean,
3: yeah. Also, I just want to know, I want to know who his friends are, though, because he said that 99% of the listeners are middle-aged straight men, which as far as I know, most middle-aged straight men like looking at attractive females and like when they're talking about sports. So I don't don't know. I'm thinking maybe maybe his friend group is just off. He only apparently likes listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that
1: was a weird thing to me, right? The people he's okay with, he says, (laughs) the, the college girls that stumble over their words give quick Aggie sports updates and act all nervous. That's fine. So he's okay with... I would say not just with women, but with just general incompetence, right? Like as long as long as you've got people on the air who are bad, I'm good. As with As long that, as it but. says
2: Aggie on their chest, <laughs> right. it, it, we're, we're okay with whatever they're spitting out at me. But right. the ones that actually work their tails off and know to what get where they about. are and know what they're talking about—sorry, Beth Moens is one of the best. You may not like her voice, but she knows what she's talking about. Like there's there's a ton of really good. You know, broadcaster. Sorry. The
3: best part is he's probably not going to hear the whole spiel because I'm I'm sure as soon as you said, if he listens to this podcast, as soon as you said that it was my turn, he probably immediately got <laughs> off the podcast. So he's probably not even going to hear this rant.
0: I've always wanted, I've always thought that they should do some sort of a game show or something where you bring on like guys like this guy and you put him against a female and give them like college football related uh, questions whether it be trivia or questions about the game and just watch these fools get destroyed like well if he does shot.
3: listen to this podcast that challenge is on the table and i will gladly mm. take it when he wants to show up but Plus, i have a feeling he's not going to because um it's pretty cowardly to post something like this on a message board not using your name because you wouldn't actually want the women that you're um talking about to come at you
0: What do you think his football experience is? Because obviously he knows more about it than uh, a female would know. That's that's one thing I've always wondered. Like most of it, I mean, I didn't play football uh, above the high school level, so I don't think I have any more knowledge than anybody else. And I'm guessing a lot of the guys who do it on TV, who this guy probably likes to listen to, probably doesn't have any more experience than than the females do in high-level football uh, in terms of playing. So I guess I don't understand why why uh, the man's opinion is worth more than that of a woman.
3: I also would like to know if he is aware that majority of college football recruiting offices are made up of women. So these players that you're so eager to watch on a Saturday are normally brought on campus, shown around campus and recruited on campus by females. So. If we're so toxic and don't know the sport, your entire enjoyment, your entire three-hour break on Saturday that you use to get away from your wife and three daughters goes out the window if you don't want women involved in your sport. So he really might want to check his information before he mouths off again. Boom.
1: I got to be honest. I, you guys are just skipping over that he called out my guy Looch by name here in the in the post too, right? Like <laughs> Poor poor Looch is, is getting attacked for... For no reason,
2: touching strays, as we said. Yeah, say, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know who Lucci is, but that was just good. Like, that's that's,
0: to... <laughs> that's he's referring to Billy Lucci, who's the guy that owns the Texags Board. Oh, yeah. oh right.
1: is that right? Look at yeah. you. So you
0: know the
1: nicknames, man.
0: <laughs> well, his last name's Lucci, so I I kind of just put two and two together there. <laughs> I'm
1: not that smart. I'm yeah. making a huge
0: <laughs> logical leap there to get. So I'm hoping I'm right. <laughs> I think he <you> probably <laughs> yes. There's but no I when I posted this he had actually responded to the tweet and indicated that he banned this guy after he posted this so. well, oh, good
3: man. for him
2: yeah, man, good
0: old I will say that this guy was banned and I think most of the to be fair to Texas A&M fans here because I think it's I think you have to be fair to them. Like most of them did not condone or go along with what this guy was saying.
1: I was but, not aware of this podcast was about like
3: 68 favorites, though. Yeah, but are we, right. are we about being fair? Come on, man. <laughs>
0: yes. So, the whole so, fan
1: base under the bus.
0: So, to, Joy, you're right. There are 63 favorites. And in the responses to my tweet, there were several. He's not wrong. I get that all the time, by the way. I'll tweet some of this crazy <laughs> stuff out. And there will be several people who will say, well, they're, he's not wrong.
3: And I'm about were, to go back to this tweet. I'm going to have me a good
0: evening. There were, <laughs> se- there were s- several individuals who put on there, he's not wrong. So this is also not just an isolated opinion amongst, I'm going to guess, at least a middle-aged man. I guess it depends on what you consider middle-aged. But um, it's not uh, it's not a unique opinion, which is, that's not fun to see. But... I'd, I'd always like to see these guys go head-to-head with someone like Nicole Auerbach or Aaron Andrews or Alyssa Lang or Casey Smith and see uh, how much they, they think they know.
1: I'm just happy Looch brought down the band hammer on the dude. It's good on Looch. And I'm going to talk talk about him like he's my buddy from now on, now that I know
2: who he is. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that the, it's Texas A&M. They, they, do, they have lack of self-awareness here. They do understand who their male cheerleaders are, and they do that yell thing, and they do their arm thing, and the leg thing, and all these things, and the yell practice and, and whatnot. It's not cheers; it's yells, and that—that's who's the authority on whether or not women should be in a <laughs> studio. That, I love it. I love
1: it. Right, right. Seems like they should maybe look inside and see they've got more important issues that they that you should be dealing with, right?
0: <laughs> all right. Maybe we should move on from that topic. I can tell Joy is still all heated over that one. <laughs> oh, she, she,
3: yeah, she's
1: looking she's googling this dude right now. I'm on,
3: the, I'm on the tweet. I'm, I'm going to everyone that just said um, that this is not like if they said he's not wrong.
0: Joy's coming after you, fellas. Joy, if you need me to go on
2: to LinkedIn or something to the dox these people, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Always has my back. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, we can't end on that one, MBG, right? Yeah, right. we would more can.
0: uplifting for us here. We need a palate cleanser here, probably <laughs> um, to finish off. And I know, Joy, I know that you would never go to Texas AM. I think that's pretty much been established here or be a fan of Texas AM. But you know, we have I, I had one fan who was really looking uh, to enter the transfer portal. This was a East Carolina fan named Buckwild 17. I don't know if he's just had enough with East Carolina. Uh, Maybe life's not easy being an East Carolina fan. I don't know. I'm a Utah State fan, so it's tough for me to say. But he had this post, which was a little bit incoherent, um, other than the title says, Buckwild17 is entering the fan transfer portal. And about halfway down his post, he says, this place is unique. We do not need to constantly teeth gnash over what other schools are doing. Those methods will not work here as a whole. We need to lead the way, not follow. Money is not our God, we are gods. Money will follow. The Mr. Beast relationship is a start, but the pirates are so far behind in some ways. We must be diligent and radical in our approach. I may start to follow other programs now that the transfer portal is making college football look more and more like the NFL. I do not have a favorite NFL team. I follow players and coaches, so I do not care about final scores unless it gets a player more chances to be on the big stage. Also, if Coach Houston or Blake Harrell ever leave, I will follow them in their future successes. So, yeah, at some point in the offseason, after I consider other programs, I'll likely return to ECU to finish out my eligibility. As of now, I am listening to recruiting pitches from West Virginia, James Madison. Tennessee and Mississippi State. So, Buck Wild, he's at least going to go out and explore other options, um, but we'll probably end up back at uh, Eastern East Carolina. So, my question for each of you is if you were to enter the transfer portal, the fan transfer portal with our friend Buck Wild 17, where would you go? I'll go first.
1: Yeah. I would I would take my talents to USC, real USC. Beautiful weather, beautiful school. Most importantly, Matt Leinert can blow my wife's back out and give me some highs and
3: lows. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and the wife will be <laughs> both enjoying it. Yep.
1: I'll discuss it with her later, but that's my preliminary answer. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm going Casey, where everyone... i going mean? everyone. Oh, oh. Go ahead, Joy. Okay. Yeah. I'm going where everyone in the current college football playoff transfer portal is going, and I am taking my talents to Colorado because there I've got to see the Dion stuff. I just have to see it play out. <laughs> I just have to see it play out.
0: Give us the real reason why you're transferring to Colorado, Joy. I suspect that there are other reasons for this.
3: No, there's really? really not. My hot take that I feel like I'm, I'll probably get attached for this, but it's fine, is that I don't think Dion is going to be as successful at Colorado as everyone thinks he is. But I would like to see – I just want to see it all play out. I want to see all the recruits come in. I want to see Colorado pull all this money. I want, like, I want to see it all happen just for them to win five games and not even be bowl eligible next year. I just want to oh. see it all play out.
1: I don't know, man. I, I think he's going to – I mean, I don't know how high they're going to go, but he's going to have a lot of talent coming in. And I don't know if you all saw, he put, he put his guys on notice. That, uh, he
3: did put his guys on
1: notice. Their jobs are not safe is probably the kindest way to, to say it. So Yeah, he yeah, said man. His, his son's coming in to, to be the
2: quarterback. He said his son's coming in to be the quarterback, so they lost two quarterbacks to the portal today.
1: Oh, is that right?
2: I didn't even see that.
3: Yeah, he literally stood say, up in his press conference and said, Son, where are you? And had his son stand up and said, That's your starting quarterback.
0: Well, it's going to be I fun. I don't man. think, yeah, given Colorado's record, I, I don't think that losing guys is really going to be that, uh, that big of a deal for them. <laughs> Casey?
2: Yeah, I I actually had Colorado, too. But on the fly, I'm switching it up just so that we can have four different ones. And I'm actually going to take my talents to College Station, Texas, and Texas A&M. And here's why.
0: That's a a spicy
2: voice right there. So you don't don't have
0: to listen to women talk about college football?
2: (laughs) It has nothing. nothing, It's to beat that guy's timing. But it really, I don't know. You guys don't know me that well yet, but I love to just spontaneously break out to dance and to song. And so I feel like my place in life is actually as one of the Yelp coaches, I want to teach those boys how to dance and how to move and how to properly bust it, you know, and that's really, that's really, I mean, football aside, I don't need the sports stuff. I just want to dance. <laughs>
0: Well, Casey, you might want to research some of the other things that they do before you can commit yourself fully.
2: MBG, like a lot of these college kids that are high school kids that are choosing, they're not researching either. That's why they end <laughs> up in the transfer portal. I'm not, don't expect me to do any research for this. I you got to go with your gut, man. I just want to dance. I <laughs> just want to dance. <laughs>
1: but, by the way, that's going to be the title of this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Casey, I'm a little offended, though. Like, I stole Colorado from you, so then you said, I'm just going to go to Joy's least <laughs> favorite place
2: on earth. I know. As soon as I said that, I realized it, but I didn't... Uh, that that wasn't really why. It wasn't the football aspect. It wasn't the Jimbo aspect. It was just the dancing. You're just oh, dancing. Em-
1: embrace your inner petty, Casey. Come on. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> MBG,
3: where would you go?
0: You know, I thought about this, and I would probably, you know... As a Utah State fan, we're kind of on the bottom of the pile, uh, so to speak, for the most part. So I'd like to experience being on the top for a while. Some big games every now and then, some good opponents, a chance at winning a title. So I'd probably pick Alabama um, just to experience all of that, experience the game days in the South every week. Uh, It's a little different in the South, I've noticed, than it is at West. At West, you show up to the game about a half hour before you leave yeah. when it's over. In the South, it's not so much like that. So to be able to experience all that, I would probably pick Alabama. Just be a front runner for once. I was going to say, Kate, have you
2: been to Tuscaloosa? But I know you went to a game this year. Yeah,
0: I have been to Tuscaloosa. Look, Casey, I'm not going to live there for the rest of my <laughs> life. I'm just going to experience a football season there and then I'm out. Do you
3: like your cousins? That's a requirement. got <laughs> to well, marry them. So I'm just checking in ahead of
0: time. Well, wait a minute. I I assumed that we would still be married to our current spouse. <laughs> we did this. I didn't. I mean,
1: that was definitely part I mean, of my mean. my choice, right? <laughs> well,
0: whose we wife has problems. other
3: plans? <laughs> um, so.
2: Well, I don't know if she has those plans or if she <laughs> has those plans for her. Does she like to dance? <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Like Elaine Bennis, baby. <laughs> uh,
0: so I'm going to be, I'm going to roll tide for uh, at least Oh,
3: please never say those two <laughs> words ever again.
0: Oh, uh, we're going to stick it. On a
3: chalkboard.
0: We're going to stick it to LSU. We're going to get back. We're going to get back at you.
2: <laughs> he's already saying we. He's already yeah, saying we. But
3: he's,
1: he's,
2: he's lost I,
3: I love
1: talking trash on behalf of our hypothetical schools, man. <laughs> 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 MBG, y'all
3: have, um, I think. I got nothing. Said, I think y'all have the second most amount of players in the transfer portal, so you, you might want to calm, calm down a little bit over there.
1: Hey, he's, and
0: Saban, we trust.
3: <laughs> Saban.
2: Sounds say? a lot like
3: Satan, so you might want to be careful.
0: <laughs> and Saban, we trust. And hey, if we lose a game, I'm going to be wanting to fire that guy. <laughs> <every weekend. laughs>
3: what about two games?
0: Oh, that almost games never closer. happens. Two games, I'm going to fire Greg Byrne, the athletic director of the college, the university president. I'm going to fire the mayor. I'm going to impeach the mayor of Tuscaloosa we lose two games.
2: <laughs> Obviously, something's wrong
1: yeah. at the town level. So. <laughs> it, MBG flipped that switch a little bit too easily, man.
3: <laughs> he did. When he said we, I got concerned. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was immediate. <laughs> I mean, I've got my wife getting pregnant by Matt Lyon, so I can't can't really
0: talk. I'm just impeaching a mayor. I'm not. (laughs) No big deal.
1: Oh, Oh, goodness. goodness. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review. Check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers.